Welcome to CrossFit Harrow's podcast, episode number four. Uh, this week, I did say that we have a special guest, uh, and our special guest this week is Mr. Paul Hopkins. Uh, for those of you that don't know Paul, um, Paul was, uh, and still is, a big part of CrossFit Harrow, um, who was the, what, the original, or between the two of us, the original founders of the gym, uh, who set the gym up uh, five five years ago now um paul hello hello how are you i'm good i'm good surviving uh corona yeah yeah just about um it's been uh it, do you know uh, to, uh, to be fair although you know we've had quite a lot of contacts this whole corona situation is we haven't seen each other for quite a few months well corona's quite interesting because i actually don't physically know anyone who's had it that yeah i guess so. that makes sense like well there's the conspiracy don't get me started on conspiracies i know I, I i don't know anyone friends friends families friends who has had corona so fortunate enough to be able to say that mm, well yeah that, i mean I, I guess that is a, a good thing as opposed to have knowing someone that, that has had it mm. um right so for so some of the listeners um they won't know uh exactly who you are paul um so do you want to start with uh so crossfit harrow started in 2015 and do you want to start with how crossfit harrow was born yeah yeah okay cool uh so me and lorenzo we met in 20 20? 2010, uh, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, no, we've got so many stories to share today on fitness. We were just, it's just embarrassing to think about where we started and what we did, uh, which then leads on to saying like, when you become a newly qualified personal trainer, you feel like you've conquered fitness, but really, you're not even scratching just open the Pandora's box, aren't you? And like, yeah. there is so much more to get out of it. But anyway, so we met there. And then I think both of us within six months of one another. Uh, so I think we've been there about two years each. Yeah. No, yeah, we, no, it was a little bit more actually. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, within about six months of one another, just became so fed up with the whole commercial fitness industry. And I think that's largely due to the fact that we discovered CrossFit whilst working in a commercial gym. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> And we was doing following CrossFit main site for probably six months together. Uh, and that, that, that was the best program and probably still is one of the best yeah, programs 100%. around. I think that so many people could look at it to understand a lot of the reasons why you do what you the do. Things you do at the gym. That's a fair point. If you, uh, and you've told them, you've told me this before, if you ever, if anyone, if any of you listeners have the time, uh, go on to CrossFit.com main site and look at the archives of all the training that you could do uh and it is very um uh relevant to everyday life and you can go back like what is it 10 years now mate you can go back to 2001 
Yeah, incredible. Incredible. Um, uh, there's three days on, one day off since 2001. Uh, and I still, to this day, wake up every morning and go onto the CrossFit home page just to see what it is. Yeah, a main site workout will, you know, not all of them will leave you broken, but they're, they're hard work. Like people think, oh, it's the main site, they're easy workouts. They're, they're not. The reason it gets a bad rep is because it's not competition CrossFit. Yeah. How, people, how, yeah. But then over the last couple of years, I think, what, two, three years, they put the um, scaled versions on their beginners workouts where they wrote the lesson plan and stuff. They only did that for 2018. Right, okay. And then they stopped it. And there was a big, if you read all the comments, people were having a right moan up. And I think they were right to do so because I think that it gave people a reason. No, it gave people, it showed people how they can scale down or scale up. Yeah, that's anyway, true. I've gone off topic. That's anyway. right. So, so we met, we, we, we met in 20, no, we met in 2015, 20, uh, 2010. 2010, Jesus, great memory, both of us. Um, oh, worked together, kind of got be, fed up. This could be your most random podcast that's going to scoot around from point to point. Yeah, we talk about every su- subject in, into fitness. Um, um, so we, got, yeah. we both got fed up. Yeah, both I do remember that. Up. I think largely due to the fact that we found CrossFit and we started to not be able to do the training we wanted to do in the space we was in. Yeah, I, and yeah. then also started to see so many things that people were doing that we disagreed with, which really just made us like, like, why am I here? I can't yeah. continue to work in this space where I'm passionately remember, against everything I'm looking at. Do you remember that lady that asked me to help her with her doing an ab workout? And uh, I was like, right, you need to do this and that. She goes, oh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to sweat. That was, the same, <laughs> <laughs> that was the same day that I handed my notice in. <laughs> well, I remember the bloody, the fast classes that I used to take. They oh. were like 20 to 25 minute sessions, but it was 20 to 25 minutes abs. Like, I don't know if you've ever tried to train your abs for 25 minutes. It's impossible. But, right, so for the listeners that don't know what these 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 classes were, it was when kind of Usain Bolt, I think, just before he, like set the world record yeah, or something, like they right on his thing, yeah. got his deal with Puma and stuff, and so did uh, VA, um, and uh, they incorporated his fast F double A S class into the gym environment. So um, both me and Paul uh, used to deliver those fast classes. Um, they were great. Uh, Great classes, eh? Mate, I just think of the core ones, like that you had to think of a new session a day for the core. The same. <laughs> for 20 to 25 minutes for the same people. And after you've kind of <laughs> done the only ones you actually believe in, you're just starting to make up any old nonsense you can. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Pete just seeing just people just doing just the most... What are you, like, looking at them thinking, how have you processed that? And what are you doing? Mate, it just takes me on to two more things that is why I think I handed my notice in. When I went on the Cortex training day. Oh, God. That spinning uh, thing. I don't know how to explain this. It's like a BOSU ball, but it's on ball bearings. That never stands still. Doesn't stay still. And I went on a two-day training course. I was with you. I was on... Was I- all I remember thinking was... We've done it in the squash courts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All I remember thinking was, there is one exercise that can be done on this thing, nothing else. <laughs> and every time... It was, oh. it, but that piece of kit was worth like a thousand pounds. I know. 
Um, and so basically, with this bit of kit, you used to stand on it, and there was handles. So imagine a flat surface, but uh, um, on ball bearings, so that it was very unstable. And you would put your hands on a, like a um, uh, what? What would you call it? Mate, I don't even. I can't even explain it. You're gonna just have to Google Cortex. Yeah, yeah. Google it, and and you can just make your own visualizations. All people used to do was stand <laughs> on it and rotate from side to side. But, no, but the thing was, it was the loudest machine <laughs> in the world. So all you heard for ten minutes was. <sighs> but people like, got a great ab workout, no? Mate, they were just. I mean, yeah, twisting. Oh, I don't. Okay, that, so that that fed. Go on. That, that leads me into the power plates. Yeah. God, don't. I was hoping you save that story oh. for later. Well, so I was personally training this woman, and uh, well, are you hold on? You personal train her, or she was personal training you? Yeah, exactly. I had her standing on the power plate, and I was running from side to side, and she was throwing a medicine ball at me, and I was catching it. Well, Lorenzo came in and was watching me. I looked at him, and I was sweating. I was in the workout. <laughs> side to side. She was standing still on this power that vibrates, throwing at me. Thinking, fucking Paul, what are you doing? <laughs> but that's, but that is what that what is taught. what. Yeah, that is what you're taught. Yeah, it's what that you're taught. What you're, taught. And, you're taught. And people yeah. believe, and because you, well, no, not you personally, but because we delivered that, people trusted and believed in your system. Mate, and, the gym was like a stadium. People were on the top level oh, doing yeah, cardio, mezzo, looking yeah. down, and. I'm telling you, I got clients from that because people yeah. thought, well, that trainer's wicked. He's thinking well outside the box. <laughs> Fucking running to shuttle runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. That story is, every time I hear it, it makes me laugh. Oh, yeah, um, so, Okay, right. so yeah, we've done, yeah, we, was, we, got, we both got fed up with fitness uh, at that stage. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, did you not go travelling? You went travelling, right? Yeah, I went travelling uh, and then came back and ended up working in construction on Star Wars. Yeah. Did that for a year. Well, I remember getting a call off you, and I was like, Paul Hopkins, are you not on the other side of the world? Yeah, I went travelling again after Star Wars, and then when I came back, I was like, right, I need to sort my life out. So, uh, I I actually remember your exact words. Go on. Uh, I was just seeing how he was. I was just ringing to get back in touch. I've just come back from traveling. I want to get back in touch with my friends. Is that what I said? That is literally what you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, that sounds a bit like me, right? Yeah, and and then uh, yeah, then I think at the you you had I'd open the studio. Yeah, you had the studio and you was PT and out of it. Uh, no power plates. So I had no job and I think I just came in and started taking like a few classes and a couple of clients. Yeah. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, cause we, yeah, yeah. The, the, the little circuit classes that we used to run on a yeah, Tuesday, I think on a Friday. Sort of. And did you, my feet. you, you open, you opened, you, um, I got you to open me, judge me for the open. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm going to take the full credit and say CrossFit Harrow, <laughs> CrossFit Harrow was completely my idea. <laughs> no. I think it was, no, but it was a case of like, you've got the space. Yeah, I was like, mate, why don't you make a CrossFit gym? And then it was kind of like light bulb moment. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then... And I, go on. No, I was, no nothing. You go. And actually, you know, we celebrate on July the 15th. Yeah. It was that, that was July 15th was the date that we opened. It was June 15th that we yeah. got accepted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
for the yeah. uh, I know that's how the story of uh, of CrossFit Harrow was born. Two two of us uh, after it was after one of the open workouts, so we just we kind of went for it and thought, yeah, fuck it, let's let's apply. Yeah, mate. And then, do you remember uh, being at my house doing the application? Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. So that, I got so many like because the, the first gym for the people who went there, like it feels like the size of my bedroom. Oh yeah, tiny. I don't know how we did it, but it worked. It was eight, like, it was it was less than eight hundred square foot. It must yeah, have been. Yeah, it I just remember been. the day before we we're due to open, we're putting the rig up, <laughs> and. Uh, Mate, it was like the floor. I can't even believe the floor never caved in. Yeah, that, the floor was like two was foot above. Yeah, it was on timbers, and like if you dropped a heavy barbell, the room would shake like the T Rex in Jurassic Park. Oh my god, we we uh, I I don't know how we weren't penalised for that flooring. Um, yeah, mate. So so that was yeah, the birth of uh, of CrossFit Harrow. That was what was that? A Twenty minute introduction. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Pretty. We could, to be fair, there's a lot more that we could talk about it with the intro. Um, but yeah, that was that was 2015. Um, we got it all going to. We I think we it, is, it took us four weeks pretty much to get it all. Uh, yeah. Application and kit, and I mean, yeah. mate, let's be honest. Like when we started, we didn't have a lot of money. Like no, we, we we had it, hardly anything. So it was minimal. We started with with uh, with minimal. We had. Uh, in fact, the squat rack that we have in the gym now, there was only, was it only three rack? Was it only three racks? Yeah, we only had three. Yeah, but there initially was only one, and then we bought more. Two more. Big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, we got rid of that old one because it was from. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And then um, we, we uh, it was traditional how boxes I think were. Uh, at one point, they... we had the sofa. <laughs> yeah, mate, from my flat. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh God! But I think it was how boxes were intended to be started. Yeah. Of like people who are passionate about what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of people might not know this, but a lot of the a lot of the boxes when they originally opened in the states were like literally out of people's garages. Like they would yeah, yeah. throw. That's the whole kind of where the whole shutter thing comes. Yeah. From. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that can lead to a whole issue amongst itself. Yeah, yeah. I, with regards to people opening, being able to open gyms who really don't have a lot of strings to their bow. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying for it, like me and you are the most unbelievable coach in the world, but I would like to think that when we started, we had good knowledge, experience and understanding of what we was doing. Yeah, I think we made a lot of our mistakes early in, like when we were working in commercial gyms. 100%. Um, so it led us to make better decisions. And obviously, working for yourself, you tend to make better decisions. <laughs> you get things wrong, My motto was, how do I make CrossFit Harrow successful? Do the opposite to what I did at a commercial gym. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it worked, I reckon. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we, we, we opened that in 2015. Um, two years later, moved uh, to the other space. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then two years after that, moved into to the bigger space. Um, and then for obviously for those of you that, that, that don't know, um, Paul decided to make a life change decision, which Corona's kind of got in the way with to, uh, start a new life in Sweden. Hence why, um, we are, uh, talking in past and present tech text in some things. Um, how's, how will you do Like, how's this whole Sweden situation going? 
how <laughs> Sweden. Uh, I mean, I was on. Well, so a lot of people think you're there. Yeah, I, know, I know, I know. I'm still here. Uh, yeah, man. It was. I was pretty much on, on the verge yeah. of going, and then this whole thing happened. So it kind of put a massive dent in my move. But uh, it's first world problems, right? I'll always yeah, say that. Like it's, it's. Um, I've got a house. I can. I've got food. Uh, like life is good. So. Yeah, it's not really an issue or a problem that is a problem compared to what some people in the world have, right? They're dealing with, yeah, it's true. So it's true. I can't complain, but no. So hopefully, once restrictions get lifted and whatnot, it will uh, it will just get back to normal and start a new life today, out there. Yeah. So uh, there is a lot more that me and Paul can discuss about this story, and I think uh, I think if you want to know more, I think just send us over. Um, uh some, some some send us over a message and we'll be happy to 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 go through it or, or we might even we'll do another one of these oh. and go into it we've got so much to talk Mate. about we we could be on this for, for years Pod, podcast number two with user questions viewers <laughs> <laughs> questions uh well that there's a lot there would be a lot i think um so the, the idea of what I want the listeners to get out of today's podcast um so if you're wondering kind of where we're going with this um we want to talk about why why we think crossfit um is the right training program um and why you need to listen to your coach about scaling uh, in terms of a lot of people look at think scaling as a negative thing and they come in and go i can't do that the, the, of, of course there's a lot of things that you can't do but a good coach will give you things that you can do to build confidence and build and build competence so that you can progress in your fitness results a lot of people don't see results because they're doing things that they can't master or can't do um so me and paul hopefully will give you some info and some uh insight into what you can do about that and why you should listen um we know that the fitness industry is a bit bit fucked mm -hmm. uh some of the listen yeah and i think i actually think that if if corona hasn't sh shown that to the everyday person then i'm not sure what will mm. yeah. um you know even speaking to to carl having carl last week on the show talking about injuries and and uh you know, people going out for runs and like you've never run and, you know, clocking up 400 kilometers a week. Um, mm. And a lot of people are doing that. Like there's a lot of people doing that still online filming themselves who are doing it as a hobby. And I, I don't know if you, you, you heard that the last part of last week was there was a big difference between one of my actually Instagram posts was there's a big difference between people doing fitness as a career and people doing fitness as a hobby and Instagram or social media doesn't um, uh, doesn't define that. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start on this. You know, <laughs> I always talk about this and have so much to say. But yeah, like when someone takes up a hobby, let's say running, right? There are so many steps to take to build up your running that just never happen or get overlooked because you want to start running. And it's fair enough, like... I totally understand. You just want to go and play, but I play the guitar, right? You don't just pick up the guitar and you're able to play. Did you not remember when I came around yours and I tried playing the guitar? Yeah, mate. Like it took me hours and I still couldn't learn to do whatever string it was. Yeah, exactly. Like, so there are so many things that happen before being able to play the guitar. Yeah. So I kind of try and like to look at that and use that 
with sport or fitness or exercises that there are so many things that should be done. I'm not saying you need to like not run. Yes, you should run, but distances and intervals and times and intensities and speeds and heart. There's so many variables that should be taken into consideration. Yeah, I, I agree. But then I guess translating that into a, into walk, someone walking into a CrossFit gym for the first time yeah. is, you know, a lot of people would see, uh, so they're coming for two reasons, really. They're bored at, they're bored at the gym. Yeah. Or three reasons. They're bored at the gym, they've run out of their routines, um, can't think of anything new to do, and have realised actually what they're doing is not that it's shit, but it doesn't work anymore. That's very yeah. old-fashioned. Yeah. Um, have been referred by someone, yeah. or have watched something to do with CrossFit on Netflix or, or was way more than three, but never mind. Uh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, um, but with sometimes with that person coming in and this is on a global scale this is not necessarily just a, a, i'm not talking specifically at cross at harrow but people think oh it's fitness it's easy i can do that or i don't I think, need to learn i can just walk in and do it i've got i've done i've done bodybuilding for 20 years yeah i think everyone thinks it's a, they're given right as a human that they are naturally fit mm. uh yeah that how many people have walked in before and gone yeah i'm pretty fit and you're like yeah okay Mate, you get, I don't know what it is about gyms and fitness that, and it's, I'm going to say it is mainly guys yeah. that feel like they need to show their worth or explain to me how good they are. Like, I've always said this. I find it more impressive when someone deadlifts with good technique with a barbell than bad technique, 200 kilo. Yeah. Like, the 200, it doesn't impress me. Like, Show yeah. me that you can do it properly, then I'll be impressed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, you get people come in and uh, tell you they did gymnastics as a kid for 10 years, can't do a handstand. You're like, I don't know what gymnastics class you went to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but it, it, it's quite, I mean, it's quite worrying because, like, you know, there are, listen, there, there are CrossFit gyms that, you know, have coaches that maybe are inexperienced you know we're not just part of this message is not to say that everything in CrossFit is perfect because it definitely isn't there are good coaches there are very good coaches um, and they're also ones that maybe need um, more experience and not so good um, and need to develop their skills but um, a good coach would generally be able to identify right well this person can't move properly in this way and give them the most close or the closest to or the best advice in order for them to get the best workout but there's a barrier here because the individual sometimes can take that as, you know, well, coach does, this coach doesn't think I'm good enough or, yeah. you know, I've done it before at like 70 kilo. Yeah, you've done it at 70 kilo, but it was shit and you didn't finish the workout. How did yeah. you feel after? Probably not very good. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, a, there's a thing about accomplishment and times. Like I need to get the workout done in this time. I think it's CrossFit's biggest strength, but also its biggest, biggest weakness. Yeah. yeah, is the time-based element element because yes through the the training guide and if you know about crossfit you know that uh fitness comes with correctly loaded intensity um but if, all, all the information all is there, right? on the level one handbook ah. which is free online how many people read? have you heard me t- tell to read that book i oh, know like you know I, I when know. you said about, oh, we're going to explain about what CrossFit is. And it's like, yeah, man, I have a great understanding about CrossFit and what it is. But actually, 
I think reading about it yourself makes you absorb the information so much more. Yeah. And yeah. it's not, and it is a fun read to be fair. It They've is done a good it read. really well. They've laid it out really well to make you from page one be like, all right. You're engaged so pretty much. Read. Yeah. Yeah, you're engaged pretty much the whole way through. But it's trying to get people to come in um and understand that like sometimes less is actually more. Hundred percent. You know, just because a workout, you know, says that you've got to do um, a thousand of this or whatever the rep scheme or weight wise doesn't necessarily mean for you at this moment right now, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's building blocks to that. Yeah. No, and it's I about think, trying to portray that message. I think that, as you said, so many people get caught up in the movement, the weight and the reps that they forget the purpose of the workout. Yeah. Totally forget why they're there in the first place. And man, I know, I know why I train. I train so that I can live a healthy, active lifestyle for the longest possible time that I can. Yeah, but you're not going to be do- someone's not going to be doing that if they're lifting their maxes every single day. Yeah, not for that day. You're not living. For, I mean, I mean, it's ca- catch me isn't it? Because I do. I definitely do live life to enjoy each day. But in fitness, I don't live life for each day. It's progressive. Because otherwise you'd be like, right, I'm going to do Murph every day. And there yeah. are people who do that. There are. And that's quite worrying, actually. Well, it's crazy to think that, I mean, <laughs> I don't think Murph once a year is more than enough. Honestly. So for those of you that don't know Murph, Murph is a, is a, bench, is a hero workout in, in CrossFit, which you do uh, a mile run. You're supposed to do it with a weighted vest, uh, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and a mile run. Um, I remember doing that for your birthday yeah. two, two years ago and uh, I'd done it with a weighted vest on. Yeah. I think it took me around 54, 55 minutes yeah. and I could not move for five days. Yeah. Five days. And I would like to have said at the time, I was pretty conditioned. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, I feel like Murph is the perfect opportunity to talk about scaling. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and how that workout should be scaled by everyone unless you go to the CrossFit Games. Yeah, I guess there is that. In my opinion. Not, not, yeah. I'm not saying you did it wrong we, by wearing the weight vest. And whatnot. No, but we've done it as a fun, we've actually done it as a fun yeah, element. it's a fun element. But that's, let's take it as a serious workout, right? Today's workout is Murph. Uh, the cap is 45 minutes, right? Just for example, so we've got 10-minute yeah. warm-up. We're going into Murph, all right? I reckon if you did that in every CrossFit box across the world, there would be 1% people finish. Yeah, in that time frame. Even if they scaled it. Well, I think, look, so, you know, some people, we, we've taught this before. We, we've, there's been times where we've taught, you know, we've had like a five rep max deadlift. We've had a strength day and then we've had a smaller workout and in, in after like a smaller Metcon of like around eight, nine minutes. And, someone's just worked up to like a 130 or 120 kilo deadlift for five. Right. And then the recommended or the RX prescripted weight for the next workout of like a hunt or let's say it was Diane of a 21, 15, nine deadlifts and handstand pushups. Yeah. That is a hundred kilo. Yeah. Now they are, they've identified they can't do handstands. They've accepted that. So yeah. they're scaled to whatever box progressions or seated presses, whatever it is that they're doing. 
but they're like, well, I've lifted 100 kilos. I've just lifted 120. Yeah. You're like, no, but you need to do that now. One at a high heart rate and now 45 times. So yeah. although you can lift 100 kilo to do it 45 times, probably not. You yeah. probably need to scale that workout like down to 60, 70 kilo. Yeah, I mean, Max. 100%, yeah. Definitely. And they're like, no, no, but I've just lifted 120. Yeah, but you've done that for five rep max. Yeah, that was your most, that was your biggest effort for five reps. What makes yeah. you think that you're going to be able to do 45? And how many yeah. conversations have you had? Mate. Throughout the years. How many times do you reckon you've had the class in front of you and you've said, this should be under five minutes <laughs> and no one's finished under five minutes? Yeah, and you're like, look, I, I've told you what I think you should do. I like, literally just came to, to you and said, scale to this, do this, get it done in under five minutes. Three, two, one, go. Eight minutes, people aren't even through their 15. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, there are times, and pe what people have to understand is there are times, as a coach, we tend to know our audience very well. So you will challenge someone a little bit different to the next individual standing next to you. And you might want someone to complete it in eight minutes mm. if they're someone who is borderline, who can... Uh, yeah, for sure. Do, do, do the work yeah. you might want to they might have they might have they, scaled throughout the year but that particular time it, yeah and you want to test their like take them nine minutes yeah they should probably our exit yeah they can our exit um so it's just about making sure that we identify that and tell people that actually not you know there are workouts that are scaled and have to be scaled but as coaches and coaches i'd like to say that we know our audience very well there are times where we will physically and want to mentally test you man i remember scaling uh sorry we you know, scale we talking, you know we were talking about the main site yeah and how they offered the scaling options for a year i remember following that and doing the scaled option and uh, you had a better workout right mate the workouts for me were better yeah now can i do the rx yeah 90 percent of the time i can do the rx but actually it allowed me to get better intensity which is the definition of crossfit yeah <laughs> So why would you not do it? Yeah, we we've kind of, I don't know. Uh, in I yeah. love you, you know that I love CrossFit and and there is so much about it that I love. Um, one of the things it has done, which I think has a has had a negative impact on people, and I think it's down to the coaches to to install this, is that we do need to come away from what the weight says, like the RX workouts and the time prescription and stuff. It's like the time is important. Um, uh, in terms of if something's for time, but in order to, for you to get the best workout, like in the end of the day, people are doing CrossFit because they want results out of it. They want to see results and you're not yeah. going to get results if there's a workout designed to do in 12 minutes and you do it in uh, 25. Yeah. Um, um, so it's about educating those people to be like, look, yes, do this, but I want to do X, Y, and Z to get you the best possible workout. You want to be on the floor after. You want to like be sweating profusely whatever that word is you want to you want the best possible workout yeah so why would you do it any other way i know i know and it goes back to uh just working out day by day rather than seeing the bigger picture mm. of okay like like it's cool that i can't rx this today yeah people think scaling is a bad thing if i take the correct steps that the coach is telling me to do in six months maybe two years time like i'll be able to do it rx yeah. and it just goes back to fitness selling the quick fix pill yeah and it, it just stems from that really six second abs and take this pill to lose 10 pound in one month like all those quick fixes just sold the dream and i think there's just the population still just thrives off of that stuff 
Yeah. And it's like, actually, man, like we've been doing CrossFit for 10 years. Yeah. And pretty much. Like we're still average. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? We are. Uh, I speak for myself there. I'm still no, we average. Are, we but... are very small. No, but we are very small. Like you know, there are people that do it on a full time basis as a as a sport. Like they are athletes. They are conditioned to be athletes. They have made a choice. For most people coming to local boxes, you are an accountant. You are, you work in banking. You work in a restaurant. You, you know, you whatever it, it. You are a normal person that works nine to five. So what makes you think that you're going to do a double day, train in the morning? go to work, come back um, from work, go to the box again, you know. It, Eat like it, shit. It, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. And yeah. also in terms of like developing skills, how many conversations have you had with someone oh. that, you know, wants to do a bar muscle up but can't do strict food? Oh, don't. When I just but, remember people, I just remember people asking me how close, <laughs> I remember someone said they did, they attempted a muscle up and they said, how far away am I from a muscle up? And I said about 25 pull-ups and they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, what's the point? You can't yet do 25 pull-ups. So a muscle up for me is just the goal that's too far away. Like, yes, yes, you can 100% get a muscle up without doing 25 pull-ups. It's not what I'm saying. Yeah. How many videos have you seen online of people getting their first muscle up and all you're looking at is they're going to hurt themselves? Yeah. Too yeah. many, way too many. But you know what? Because a lot of people don't want to take the time. They want to get the end product without actually working. Um, they want all the glamorous stuff that they see on the telly or they see on Instagram. Yeah, but don't want to do the work. Without doing bet- the little bits of work for. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Take it back to playing the guitar. Yeah, like everyone wants to be able to play "Sweet Child of Mine," but they don't want to learn the techniques to play "Sweet Child of Mine." Yeah, um, yeah, and I guess from a from a coach's perspective, you know, there's a after the warm up and before the wad, there's a gap in there where it's you know some days are training days, you know, strength based days. Some days are coaching days, and that in terms of like learning new skills or practicing new skills. But I think this is my personal opinion um, that. Once someone does something, right? So if you're teaching a, um, uh, uh, let's say, a, a rope climb or a handstand, once someone achieves it and does it once and takes it off, oh. a lot of people think, well, well, I've done it now. I yeah. don't need to practice it. It's so true. But actually, you've done it not under fatigue. You're doing it under, like, you know, you're practicing for skill. So can you now do that under fatigue? How yeah. can you make this more efficient? How can you link this? Because everything always feels different. A rope climb when you do burpees feels completely different oh. from when you do rope climbs when you do deadlifts and power, like power cleans or whatever um, it might be. It's very similar to your example about the, hundred, the deadlift. Yeah. It's the exact same sort of thing that, yeah, you can deadlift over 100 kilo, but should you do 100 kilo deadlifts in the workout? Absolutely not. Yes, you can do a rope climb, but should you do a rope climb that involves running and burpees? Probably not because you can only just about do one. Yeah. And that's why scaling is so important. At the end of the day, regardless of what box you go to, scaling options are there because us as coaches want you to perform and want you to exceed and get better. And then we can test you on new skills. You know, Um, we can put different workouts together because you'll have a feeling of what different movements feel like together. Mm, Yeah. But the other, the other thing to this whole thing is that uh, people look at CrossFit and think, well, fuck it. I'm not going to pay for it because I can just go. I can go to my Globo gym, and I can yeah. I can just make up some workouts. I, I've seen people do 
21 59 of fucking upright rows and calorie row calorie row on the rower you're like yeah. but that makes no logical sense no, I know. but I, know. I think always oh, crossfit they can put it together i'm not going to pay the you know monthly membership or i'm not going to listen to someone like do you remember people looking at us and thinking oh you know we do this for a hobby mm. yeah no we do this for a fucking living. We've gone and got our qualifications. We've, I, I've been in fitness since I was, what, 15, 16? Yeah. I'm 30 I, this year. Unfortunately, <laughs> everyone's a pro in the yeah, fitness. Yeah, like, everyone is. Like, you do... I mean, I've I got so many people I know who got really into the gym, health and nutrition, went and done a PT course, and they're only like a year into their fitness journey but now they're seen as a pro in the industry. Yeah. And, and I just think that takes away from your 15 years experience, uh, my sports science degree, yeah. qualifications, experience in the industry. It just kind of like... Tell really the story. Think... Tell, sorry, tell the story about the nutrition. Well, we're gone. The, uh, <laughs> the, the nutrition advice that you were giving someone for free. Oh, yes. I always love this one. But so, apparently, because it was deemed as a, fitness is deemed as a hobby for you, you weren't credible, which pisses me off even more. Go on, you've got a new story for me. No, the story of when someone came to you for nutrition advice and was like, no, nah, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to go and get professional. Because so am I right in thinking it was when, like, I was working at CrossFit Harrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Someone said, they approached me, that's it. And they said, uh, oh, I've seen this uh, 12-week nutrition, nutrition program uh, with this guy. And uh, they showed me, like, look at some of the results the people are getting. And admittedly, they were going from overweight to shredded. I'm not taking anything away from the nutrition program. Clearly worked. But <laughs> the only reason it works... Is because it was fifteen hundred pounds, and if you pay fifteen hundred pounds for a twelve-week nutrition program, you're going to want I it to fucking work. You are going to follow it to a T. You are not going to miss anything out of that nutrition program, right? So I said, I'll do one for you, and I, not that I necessarily agree with it now, but I prescribe them a zone diet, which is in the CrossFit training guide, and it's basically weighing up macros protein fats carbs equal equal split across the day to achieve your calories wrote it out gave it to them i think they'd done it for a, a week and then they were like oh i'm having a domino's pizza uh and i was like well that's not on the plan and they were like basically just because they didn't pay for it there was no value value in it but yeah. it was i can guarantee it was as in depth and had just as much stuff as the 1500 pound one. Yeah. But it, well, I want to come back to that because you've put, you've brought me onto something that I want to talk about actually. But the story I was talking about was when someone came to you for nutrition advice, you gave it to them and was like, nah, I'm going to go see a nutritionist. Went and saw a nutritionist paid 250 pounds. Oh yes. I know now what you're talking about. It, and the nutritionist told him exactly what I told him. Yeah, and you gave yeah. it to them for free. Quality. And they so, came back. And I was like, what? I was like, I didn't gloat. I was like, what did they say then? And they listed off basically all the things I had said. And I, I was so tempted to just go, oh, 
So exactly what I said. And I swallowed my pride and just said, oh, brilliant. I'm glad you got it sorted. Yeah. Yeah. Best thing to so, do. That one but is quality. Going, going on to the topic of nutrition and like the value, right? People, I think the whole fitness industry is surrounded by, you know, obviously nutrition. And the, the reality is, is that people ask for help on nutrition, but they think it's a complete package. Nutrition is very different to fitness. It's very different to what you do inside the walls. Now, nutrition does come at a cost. It is, it is cost. It costs someone's a coach's time. It, it costs um, a lot of, you know, it takes a lot of effort to put in a good nutrition plan. And it also comes, it takes, it costs to coach someone with regards to nutrition and people want these results and they'll ask, you know, and they, you've had this question, what do you eat? And I'm like, I've, ate, I've pretty much ate the same thing every fucking day. Yeah. You want nutrition results, and then you, then you just then you give them a program, a basic program, because you want to see if there's any level of uh, not not respect. Respect is not the right word, but if they will follow it and see if there's any value, because it's free. They think, oh fuck yeah. it, it's shit, and I'm bored by day three. I remember giving people recipes, like in the, like in a nutrition program, and they're like, oh, have you got any more recipes? And I'm like, honestly, get used to eating the same stuff, <laughs> because unfortunately, we, that is what works. Like. I've had the same breakfast for probably 10 years. <laughs> but when you, when I guess, look, when people sit there, they they, you know, they're like, Oh, I want, I want to make, make changes. I want to get in shape. I'm going to eat all these things. I'm going to have like change my diet. But the reality is, is that you don't have the fucking time. Mm. So you've only got time to make meals that are based around you and your lifestyle. So yeah. unless you win the lottery tomorrow and you've got all the time in the world, then, or, or there's a personal change inside you where you can allocate that time and you, and you make a lifestyle change. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And, People who write these programs, like there's times I've written programs. I've, I've written nutrition programs based on someone's time and availability to make that food and yeah. what's convenient. We live in a world of convenience. Yeah. You want a fucking laptop delivered to your door next day, Amazon. You want yeah. something, your shopping delivered to your front door, Tesco, you know, uh, online. Yeah. Everything, Mate, we, we live on instant like, gratification. It's, it's so true. Like I always remember back in the day when I was younger and uh, the thing was bulking, right? And there was a, that, uh, that's another story a like, supplement called serious mass yeah right and it's like three scoops has got a thousand calories now you're just giving yourself three scoops of shite you can make a 1000 calorie shake that has all natural ingredients in it like yeah. with the same nutritional value like yeah you, but you can cut that, it, it, even that, but that even thinking about it is mad what you're saying yeah. about bulking people would spend six months of the year yeah. putting body weight on that they fucking hate they despise yeah. but they want this mass yeah. then they spend the next six months trying to get rid of it yeah. actually less than six months because they're usually doing it seasonal for a holiday so they, they only need it really in their eyes for like a two-week holiday or a week's holiday yeah. um and then uh all of a sudden uh or not all of a sudden they're spending all this time trying to take like body fat is so hard to get rid of yeah but yet the whole traditional school, and this is why going back to the point of this whole podcast of why CrossFit works for people is because it is a, CrossFit was the first um, fitness program to define what fitness is. Mm. Bodybuilding doesn't do that. No. Powerlifting doesn't do that. Nothing does mm. define what CrossFit, uh, what fitness is. Don't get you wrong. There are, and there will be so many copies of CrossFit. Yeah. Because people don't want to play. But it won't be CrossFit. So yeah. I always invite people to go and do it. Yeah. I guarantee they'll end up in a CrossFit gym. Actually, do you know what? I've actually just put an ad advert out for a, a coach, right? Yeah. To add to to, to Can to I apply? Stuff. <laughs> yeah, go <for> <laughs> um, And uh, 
I've got a lot of people applying that don't hold their CrossFit Level 1 qualification. Yeah. Right? The fact that the title says CrossFit coach and <laughs> personal trainer yeah, and yeah. applying with that already speaks for itself. However, I'm asking the question based on their CV, have you got your CrossFit Level 1? No, but um, I've personal trained for this and that. And it's like, but it's not the exact same. It's not the same. It's like heart surgeon needed application. Uh, yeah, what experience do you have? I'm a dentist. <laughs> yeah, it is the same <laughs> in that respect, you know. And and people don't 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 get that. But um, nutrition is a big thing within the fitness industry because people do want, you know, well, they want to look good. Nutrition's tough because it's so conflicting. Because yeah. what there work? are so many different beliefs and there's so many different studies proving different things work proving different things don't work so i really think that you do have to make your own mind up with nutrition yeah but in my eyes i think nutrition is as valuable as a gym membership as a crossfit gym membership if, if not if not if not it's close to gym uh, uh, personal training in a crossfit environment this is because, it's the base of the pyramid yeah it's it's educating that individual to go right look we need to strip this we need to start from scratch we need to develop lifestyle changes we need to de develop habits we need to find out what works for you what doesn't and it is a process mm. but people i think you know there's so many people that have fucking changed what they eat for four days looked in the mirror and gone oh nothing's fucking changed yeah, like, yeah, mate yeah. you've done it for four days it took you yeah. 32 years or 30 yeah, years yeah. to look the way you do now so what makes you think yeah. in four days is going to change i know it's so true and uh, unfortunately, you've got the rise of all these new age eating styles uh, that really don't have a lot to back them. Yeah. Uh, so don't get it wrong, man. I've got nothing against someone being vegan in any way. Like... I've gone. I've got a story on this. Do it for the right reasons. I'll support you all the way. But when people go to be vegan to be healthier, it just blows my mind. Yeah, blows but, mine too. But I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay. A vegan diet is healthier if you've gone from cakes, crisps, burgers, beer to vegetables. Hundred percent, you're going to be healthier. Yeah, but. There's people's, but that's down to people morally what they want to like, you know. But I get what you're getting at because so many people come in, are, you know, I've gone vegan. I'm like, right, why have you gone vegan? Ah, oh, because I heard it's very good for you to lose weight. I want to be healthier. Like, no, no, dickheads. The <laughs> reason you've lost weight is because you're used to having cake, crisps, chocolate for your lunch, or on a walk, packet of Walkers crisps. Yeah. to now having falafel bites and a fucking salad. Of course, yeah. you've lost weight because mathematically it doesn't add up. You're in a calorie deficit. I mean it's as simple as this if you want to lose weight you put yourself in a daily calorie deficit and you will lose weight it, it's science maths whatever you want to fucking call it that will work if you eat yeah. less than you need to you'll lose weight it doesn't matter if you have fucking 10 beers a day and it keeps you under your calories you will lose weight yeah 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 and it's got nothing to do with being vegan pescatarian meat eater it's got nothing no, to do with that it's purely a numbers game in that respect because it's like, yeah, it, does, it just doesn't make, I don't like necessarily disagree or agree with any of them. If it's getting you your goals, then do it. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. To, to, it depends on what people want out of training, what they, you know, what they want from their, from their lifestyle or, or what it is they're looking to achieve. But uh, I, the, the biggest thing for me 
is consistency um and 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 also people do lose weight from that stuff because they do it consistent for because they do it for a consistent period of time and it's actually not the thing that you're eating technically that has made you lose the weight one is the numbers but two is the consistency because you've got allowed enough time for it to have an effect yeah, on your body exactly have an adaptation like i'm actually going through a process now where i'm tracking the foods that i want to eat because i want to be able to talk about it i'm yeah. at, i'm eating like three three and a half sometimes four thousand calories a day and i'm in the best shape i've ever been in yeah but could someone else go and do that no you need to build yourself to that and train appropriately. There's a lot of people like the guys and girls that go to gyms, commercial gyms, that will eat 3,000, 3,500, but then will train to not support what they're eating. And this goes back to the podcast that me and Kay were talking about and even, you know, um, looking at your, your, your training needs to represent uh, or your food needs to represent your training goal. If you're uh, training to add mass, yeah, you need to eat to add mass. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, again, like... And if that's your goal that you want to do that and step on stage or and show your body yeah, off that yeah, way and get your, your goal, IBF yeah. bloody pro card, then that's cool. But normal person every day comes into gym because they say, I want to lose weight or I want to look good naked. Well, I feel like most of the people's goal in, in the world is very similar, is that they just want to find their like homeostasis, just the place yeah. where, where they're consistently happy. Yeah, that's now, true. For most people, if they cut out a few things like they'll pretty much be there even as simple as rather than having a bottle of wine on a friday night yeah have a glass of wine yeah, yeah. on a friday night it's true you know <laughs> there are some so many simple little i mean i was like i was like the paleo model mm. i knew not you were gonna come on to that not because it's I think people get paleo totally mixed up and they assume that it's meat eaters. Eat lots of meat, eat lots of meat, eat lots of meat. And it's not the case at all. It's a vegetable plant-based diet. So you could call it a vegan diet with meat. (laughs) It's a vegan diet with meat, basically. It encourages someone to eat leafy greens, um, colourful vegetables. Yeah, Yeah. literally. Limit your sugar intake. Like, don't have too much Eat mainly plants. Have some good sources of protein in plants and you're all good. Now, paleo, the meat we buy in Tesco's, Morrison's, is not paleo. Yeah, yeah. That meat is not paleo. Paleo meat is organically grass-fed, you know what I mean? All that shebang. Yeah. That is what paleo meat is. And if, I'm sure if you buy that quality meat, you would actually respect it more and like cook it properly and not just... Yeah, but we again we live in a world of time and convenience. It's time and convenience, yeah. It's time. People would gladly spend sixty pounds on a tub of protein, but if they spend sixty pounds on some local organic grass-fed meat, they would be like, no. But but it's the same thing of people, you know, people who have objections to paying for CrossFit memberships. Like, well, I don't want to pay that, but you'd spend that on a round and a night out easily on a bottle of on a bottle of fucking Verve Clico, whatever it's called. Yeah. At Nobu. <laughs> yeah. Shit sushi. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it just baffles me. It's, it, but it is in the eye of the beholder. It is priorities of what that person of course, values. Of course, and that's what I mean. Like, don't get me wrong. Not everyone has the same outlook on life or fitness as we do. So I yeah. totally understand that. People want to find the balance. Mm. Uh, and that's what it is. Finding balance within yourself, isn't it? Yeah. But Figuring out what works for you, what doesn't. 
that that's a big uh, big thing on on nutrition and uh well i say a big thing but we we kind of went off uh, a little bit um but the importance and the purpose of this podcast um <laughs> is choosing the right listen to your coaches and choosing the right scaling option and why crossfit is important and, and sorry why crossfit is good for you um and hopefully we've we've covered uh, the majority of that i mean you know there are there can be um neg- the, the, i guess the biggest negative annotation or connotation towards crossfit is uh, is injury and the injury comes from generally not listening to your coach about scaling i mean it's all linked right everything we've spoken about it's it's all linked injury would link itself with that going going to dead deadlifting 100 kilo 45 times when your one rep max is 130 yeah Yeah. you're gonna get injured and and what people need to understand also is that everyone is genetically and physically made up very differently so like when you're looking at handstand positions or gymnastics or something or you look over and go well why is that person doing that and i can't do it it's like it's it's nothing to do with your ability it can be the fact of how your body is made up yeah 100 percent if you're someone who is absolutely fused in the middle of your back in your T-spine or you've got rounded shoulders, you're going to find it very, very hard to go above your head. Yeah. And it's nothing to do, it's not to do with your ability, but in order for you to fix that position doesn't require just, um, just you pressing. There's other things that you need to do. However, if I wanted to be really, really, uh, um, you know, pinpointing, but like, well, no, you can't do this. I wouldn't make you press anything more than maybe a stick or just an empty bar above your head. Mm. until you could mechanically show that you can press yeah. above head with with brace midline nice tight glutes and have the barbell directly above your head yeah and then uh it's the fucking... but then people want to put load on that yeah mate because it's ego isn't it yeah that that gyms are just all gyms are egos at the end of yeah. the day they truly are no matter what anyone says they are just egos and but, uh, i think, but I Cross, do think a... crossfit's doing good because not being able to do something removes the ego. It's, it's less of an ego than a normal gym. Yeah. It still yeah, it has an ego, in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't remove it completely, but it, is, it does kind of put a bit of a, a, a stop into it. Yeah. I think uh, my advice to people would be go to a CrossFit gym, listen to what the coach says, cut out sugar, and you're halfway there. Yeah, pretty much. And, and focus and also, on yourself. Focus on yourself when you're in the class. Yeah. yeah Do what not, you're capable of doing, not what other people are capable of doing. Leave the gym feeling good, not feeling fucked, like you've hurt yourself. Yeah. There'll, there'll be one workout on our whiteboards, but in that class, if we've got 10 people in that class, there'll be 10, and hey. there should be 10 different versions of that workout going on. What I wanted to say earlier, the word RX is literally personal to you. Yeah. Your RX is different to my rx my rx is different to so and so's rx the rx on the board is just the generalized standard that isn't what we want you to go at that is what in an ideal world you would go at and that's what we took we done years ago we took off the rx on the board we stopped writing it up we stopped it yeah and your rx is what you what you can and do you remember when we went through that system of like color coding so we went green blue red and yep. we were like, right, if you can't do any of the movements in green, you go doing, to blue. Yeah, doing blue. Uh, and it was a case of like some, most people would be in blue, could do one movement and couldn't do the other. Yeah, but, then, yeah. but, but then there was a case of, I think it was, it was more of a case of like, well, I can do the green, but I can't do, I can do one of the movements in the green, but I can't do the, one of the movements in the blue. And they're like, so I'll do one green and one blue. You're like, well, no, the whole purpose is, is that yeah. you scale back 
the whole workout yeah. so that even if it is, let's say, deadlifts and handstands and you can do deadlifts at a certain weight, you spend time, well, there's two options. You either go faster and harder, which means that your output and your intensity is higher, mm-hmm. or so you spend that, you get fitter, <laughs> or you spend that time, you still, you know, you go for a very good speed, or, you know, something that you can uh, keep consistent, but you spend that time with a mixture of learning the movements within that workout as well. There's so many options. There are so many options in every work. Every workout is an opportunity, really. To practice. To, to practice and get better. Not yeah. to get the best score you physically can whilst abandoning all technique and everything else that you're taught. Yeah, that's a mindset thing, though, because like, for me personally, I, I know that when I'm doing a workout, I, I will feel how the bar's moving, how the rope's moving, and I'll be like, right, I need to do this. I need to get better at this. That one didn't feel great. And when I come back round to that barbell, I'll try and make it move out. A lot of people just think... I'm just going to chase that time. I just want to get it done. And that's what they see, though, mm. at the elite level in the games, because there's a big difference between CrossFit Games and CrossFit as a fitness program. Remember, they've got a prize fund of like 5K to win the World one, one event, yeah, one, one event. event. <laughs> in the gym, you win the event. I could, when, I look, when I write the times on the board, I, I do ne- I've never looked at who's got the quickest time, ever. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, it's not... It's not you're doing it yeah. as quick as you can for yourself, yeah, your own it, personal best. Yeah, I'm not going to turn around and hand you a check for £3,000 and go, well no. done, you came first. It, it truly just doesn't I, matter. I if, get, you, if you did it wrong, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I get there is that kind of sense of achievement that you do want to come first and there's a competitiveness as well, but it needs to be balanced with actually, you know, the, I'm not just working out today. I'm now working out for the next 25 to 35 years yeah. of my life. I want yeah. to be fit for the next 25, 30 years, not for the next five. You yeah. made this point actually a long time yeah. ago about... Why would you want to deadlift 200 kilo for one year when you could probably deadlift 120, 130 for the next 25, 30 years? Yeah, exactly. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's impressive, yes, it's but who impressive. cares? Like, it's cool to do. But as we said earlier, like, if you ain't doing it properly, it's not very impressive. It, it takes years of conditioning to get to that level. It doesn't just happen overnight. And I think... Again, you know what? Because I think we stopped writing the times on the board. Yeah, at one point, yeah. And I, always used to, I remember the reason we did it, because I got so fed up of asking someone how quick they did the workout in and they tell me their time and I would literally be in my head like, okay then. Yeah, you're like, not even you could do that. Good, good job. Yeah. That was a really good time. Yeah, like, like five, five rounds of burpee box jumps and, and thrusters is like 6.42. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. good one. Well done. Yeah. Good depth. Like, everything was spot on. Good lockout, yeah. everything. Um, but then, you know, it comes a case of like crossing over against, you know, time or movements and people don't realize how important Like you know, one thing I forgot to say earlier is that people used to ask me and you, you know, and we're, we are very small fish and we are not the, you know, yeah, we, we can move um, and we're reasonably fit, but we are small fish in a very big pond. Hey, I'm people decent, go, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> people go, what, you know, why you're so good at this. You're so good at that. No, no, no. Or you're so fit. No, actually you are more fitter than me and me and Paul. Mate, you are fitter. I always used to say this. You are so much fitter than us. However, we have learned to take pride and move properly. Yeah, there might be the odd rep that we get wrong. You know, we'll throw our hands up and we'll do the rep again. But generally, nine times out of ten, or nine point nine times out of ten, it's because we move more efficiently. It's not because we're fitter. Mate, the open is like the best example. How yeah. every year, like me yeah. and you, would be one and two in the gym. Yeah, and I would sit there and be like. These people come into our classes are training harder than I am. But people are going to say, hold on, but you two are coaches. And that's, that's beyond the point. We're, our job matter. is to coach you to become better. We're not full-time athletes. We are coaches. We're, we're, we're professional coaches. We're, we're business owners. We're, we're not a case of um, 
uh, full-time athletes. Mate. Mate, how anti-competition am I? Yeah, no. I I was the most anti-competition CrossFit coach there was. And yeah. so I was totally against that. It's just, yeah. it, as you said, it was consistency of doing things right every time we did them. Yeah, and that's why we came up with good that's times and fit. good scores. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's how we got fit. But aerobically... You know, for aerobic tests and other things and strength tests, there are probably there. Are, you know, there are a lot of people that are a lot stronger and fitter then, yeah. than, than we yeah. are, and we than we'll ever be. Yeah, I couldn't agree um, more. But couldn't part, put, can't put it together can't because it together. they they don't want to listen to working mechanics of the movement, and then they can't be consistent with it, and then goes the intensity. They can't do it through intensity. It's. I mean, it is. It's that consistency, isn't it? Like you think we've been doing it every day for 10 years it's the consistency yeah it's like anything job wise or whatever it's just it like i don't know why you wouldn't do i just couldn't i can't understand why you wouldn't do it yeah why yeah why why, 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 why don't invest your time and money train i don't know it doesn't make sense to me i've always yeah. been someone who's active or sporty or, and wanted to like be moving in some way so when it's a chore for people i'm always like oh man that's a different mindset I have. Mm. So maybe I'm fortunate in a sense that I've got that mindset, but yeah, there is that. There is that. Um, but this, uh, I feel that we kind of went off on a bit of a tangent on, on certain things, but um, you know, we, uh, I think we've covered quite a lot and uh, I'd love to have bollocks. you. Yeah. A lot of products. <laughs> I, I would love to have you back on to, to go through some more bits and pieces and uh, you know, maybe we can talk about, um, uh, training specifically towards goals and stuff like that um and why people may maybe choose the easy way out sometimes or don't do certain things but we can sort that out between us um but it's been i'm going to wrap it up because uh yeah. we've been talking for a long time but it's been good talking to you um yes, and uh we'll uh obviously once this is all over we'll catch up properly yeah perfect yeah all right Thanks have a good day mate no problem see you later Bye bye